American Nightmare by Randall Sanborn Fields Narrated by Randall Sanborn Fields Chapter 4 The Haircut Before Yvonne, my hair had never shown a sign that it ever visited a barber shop. It was always cut bald. To her, it was economical. This happened religiously every two weeks. If not, my hair would turn into naughty little granules. If left over a month, it would become impossible to brush. Two months, and conventional combs would break. Spooling out $5 to the professional barber next door didn't sit right with Yvonne. So she bought her own clippers and shaved it all off. There was no pride or Afrocentricity involved when it had anything to do with me as an individual. She never told me how handsome I was. Instead, she loved to degrade me on the notion that being dark was ugly. I never reciprocated in telling her that being black and fat didn't make her a top contender for most beautiful person in America either. Later on, Capella's son would always be the revered one. A significant factor would be because of his lighter-toned skin. This would have a mental impact on me in the future. When Yvonne cut my hair, she was neither gentle nor precise. One huge mechanized clipper did the whole job. There were no scissors or razors to neaten the hairline. Every two Saturdays, it was the same routine. The yellow wooden chair would be put in the middle of the small kitchen. She would unplug the washing machine and insert the clipper's plug. I would then take off my pants and shirt so that hair did not get into them. And then the inconsistent buzz of the mechanized scissors would start at my hairline. When this machine made its way to the back of my head, it would sometimes open new wounds on bumps where she had hit me with something and a scab would fall on the floor. She was relentless in this despite the pain that it caused me. It was different then when Yvonne would occasionally let Ronnie, our next door neighbor, cut my hair. There was a difference in execution. I was surprised that one could be so soft at the approach of amputation. Yvonne would do it in haste as if she hated the way my hair looked and wanted to get rid of it. Her grip was never gentle, but she held onto my head with a vice-like ferocity. There was no romance or art-like quality when pieces of my hair fell to the floor. It was a chore to her, and it had to be done. 
Today, when I look back on Yvonne, she reminds me of Stephen King's notorious character Annie Wilkes from the novel Misery. When Yvonne would beat me for stealing milk while she was gone, was a lot like Annie Wilkes cutting off Paul Sheldon's foot as punishment for leaving the confines of his room. If you read on, you will find that she had a lot of Annie Wilkes characteristics. The only difference between the two is that my monster is real. I remember on this night that Yvonne had not been in a particularly good mood. I didn't know the reason, but it was sensed. She put out the yellow chair after I ate, unplugged the washing machine, Plugged in the clippers, I took off my clothing, sat down, and then the buzz. Our silent routine was in a way poetic, in that it had form. One always knew how it would turn out. She began at the hairline and ended roughly in the back. In less than 20 strokes, it was done. The yellow linoleum floor covered in black, I would take the broom out the closet and sweep my remains up, and then I would go and run a bath. She'd come in and run the shower roughly over my head. The ring that my dirt left around the tub would be cleaned, and I'd be done. But tonight, it did not happen in this way. Yvonne was in a foul mood. She had come close to grinding the skin off of my head. I didn't get to the broom in time when she began beating me, senseless, with the extension cord. What's taking you so long, you ugly nigger? Clean it up. In the living room, on the record player, the Supremes were belting it out hardcore. She swung the extension cord and whipped me on the side of my head. So the end of it whacked my ear. It rang like some beacon. I knew there would be trouble by the way she pronounced the most derogatory word in any of her sentences. In this instant, the word nigger. I tried to think what I had done to make her angry. My daily report card on Friday was okay. I had done all the routines of the day. I stayed away and made sure not to bother her. There were no shit stains in my underwear from not wiping my ass properly. Why did she beat me? It made me angry. Why did she beat me? The first notion of rebellion curdled up in my mind and I couldn't control it. The model drone disappeared. Bitch. The words mumbled out of my mouth like some uncontrollable vomit spewing out of a deep, dark, black hole. I turned to face the demon, because that's what she was to me now. I looked it in the eyes with all the courage a little black boy could muster. What did you say to me, boy? Her voice rumbled like controlled thunder. Her pronunciation was again uncanny. She dropped the extension cord and galloped towards the closet. 
What was she doing? What was she going to get? I knew it had to be something worse. She always kept the beating things in the broom closet. I tried to catch her and she punched me in my face. I fell back over the yellow chair and onto the floor and into my hair. I couldn't get up. I was dazed, but I knew I had to get to the door. My thoughts of rebellion melted away. Nah, I didn't say nothing. Yes, you did, you ungrateful black bastard. I, I didn't mean to. I'ma teach you what a bitch is. Out came a long piece of plywood. It was the same kind that Hacksaw Jim Duggan used in the WWE. Before I could get up, she lifted the piece of wood up above her head and it came down on my kidneys. Up until then, I had been able to take a certain amount of pain. Like if she threw her heavy wooden shoe across the room at my head and it reached its designated target. Or if she slapped me across my face and made my nose bleed. The pain was different. It felt like the blunt force I imagined of getting hit by a car coming at 50 miles an hour. This was a more ferocious Yvonne. She stood over me like I imagined a Tyrannosaurus would. I knew that this night she meant to kill me. I felt something next to my kidney make an involuntarily jiggle. This felt like some nerve had become undone. Bitch this you ugly ass motherfucker. Despite this searing jiggling pain, I got up and ran, but I fell again. I raised my head forward, down the hallway, and once again, like before, I saw the three locks that hindered my freedom. Before I could get up, she grabbed my leg and dragged me back to the living room, next to her reclining chair. She lifted the plywood again, and it came down on my other kidney. I held onto her leg to try and tip her off balance. But this woman was unmovable. Like a stout great oak she stood, she held up the piece of wood by the end and rammed it into my head. My arms loosened around her leg and I fell to a limp-like position. The muttering of her words sounded like the sound of alien tongue. Not like in Star Trek, where the hostiles happen to all speak English because of a convenient universal language Dakota. No, this was the real deal, and she meant to kill me. I could feel the pain as Yvonne dragged me up the three steps that ascended from the living room to the dining room. My semi-conscious hands tried to grasp the banister, but my grip was too weak. My body was dropped on the floor of the bathroom. I heard the squeak of the knob turned in the bathtub. The stopper was put in. The steam began to rise. The clank of the plywood could be heard as it crashed to the floor through rustle of rubber in her hands. I felt the rubbery grip slide my pants off 
and then my underwear, then my shirt. By now, the bathtub was more than halfway full, and there was a heavy steam that lifted to the ceiling. My body was being lifted up towards the side of the bathtub. She pushed my face into the scalding hot water. My face felt like it was being ripped to pieces. I screamed, but the water silenced my agony. I had hoped that it would happen like in the cartoons where the bubble would float up into the air and then pop, and then my sound wave, SOS of help, would blurt out. But those are only cartoons. This was reality. And she was really trying to kill you. Get a grip. This is not a false alarm. She will not let up. Gather your strength. I was small, but I was a man. My muscles had developed rapidly at the age of 11. And they were already growing a six-pack around my torso. I could take it. This witch, this devil meant to kill you and bury you in the ground and no one would know because she was a master at deception. You are a nigga, so act like one. With my remaining strength, I took my elbow, held it at an arch, and smashed it into her pig-like nose. Yvonne didn't budge. My face was underwater for 10 seconds. I did it again aiming it at the same target. Her hands gripped my neck tighter and pushed my face down further. I was now 20 seconds underneath. I had not taken an anticipated breath before she had plunged my head into the scolding water. The pain became drowned out by the adrenaline awareness that the brain was being suffocated. I placed my two hands on the side of the bathtub and pushed against it. But she was too strong. 30 seconds had passed. The only way to get out of this was to not resist and to let her think that she had won. I went limp and let the few remaining bubbles that I had left float to the top. It was like a brain explosion as the water rushed into my nose and mouth. Her grip loosened a little. I quickly pulled my hands up to the side of the bathtub and pushed against it. Her foot slipped on the water and her fat weight tumbled. I took a heavy breath and ran out the bathroom. Don't look back. I did, and there she was. Half of her portly body was wet from the fall and then the wheezing began. The pig nose had swollen. You'll never make it to the door. I ran to the door. What she didn't know that while she was out, I practiced. I knew every lock by heart. I knew how to grip the second lock just in the right place to open it. I made it to the door and twisted the first lock on the bottom and it clicked. Instead of running towards me like I thought she would, she disappeared into the kitchen. I paused. 
but only for one horrifying second to the sound of metal being lifted off of something. The sound too heavy to be a spoon or a fork or a spatula. Then I remembered the rack and how they hung on the wall next to each other. The paring knife, the steak knife, the butcher knife, and the sound the cleaver knife made when Yvonne took it off the rack to chop the chicken. I fumbled at the second lock. Teach you who the bitch is. The Saturday evening music she played over and over again jumped around in my head. I felt the footsteps. One, two, three, and the rumble from the kitchen like some ancient dinosaur was coming after me. The second lock clicked. I thought that I could feel her breath on the back of my neck. That was just hallucination. Don't look back. Don't look back. This time, I didn't. I jumped up and undid the third latch, turned the doorknob, and ran like the wind down the hallway. There she was behind me, waving the cleaver and screaming. She didn't go beyond her door. It was as if I had escaped through a portal out of her world. I ran downstairs completely naked with my negro bicho dangling all the way and burst into Aerie's door. Yo, who that? It's me. She trying to kill me with a knife. I don't know. It was all because of a, a stupid haircut. I hate her. She's crazy. Lock the door. Aries locked the door behind me. There stood Paulette, his mother, and his two twin sisters, Mika and Mill. Aries went down and got me a pair of pants and a shirt. I remember them being oversized because Aries was a much bigger person than me. Two days later, I went to school and made up an excuse. Even Miss Brown could believe. I told her that I was jumping down the flights of stairs with Aries, and he tripped me. At least it seemed like she believed me. The end. So this is part of uh, my story, American Nightmare. Uh, daily, I'll, I'll read different chapters uh, if this is very interesting to you. So this is Randall Sanborn Fields. Like, subscribe, follow, pass it on. Yo, I'm out.